hello, Claudia Drewitz here with Groovy Take on Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. And by everyone, I mean, hi, mom. Thank you so much for stopping by. And if you are not my mom, then I would like to say, wow, I'm in shock. Awkward moment right now, but very, very thankful that you are here. Okay, that being said, what's the topic of today's episode is... Ah, uh, it's very sad. Yeah, I know. It's 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 sad topic. Because I'm going to talk about how much we feel overwhelmed with social media and digital world nowadays. And that's nothing to be, you know, joking about. But But really, when you think about it, this is something that we approached quite a few years ago. And it was growing on us, that overwhelming feeling. At the beginning... When all that social media blew out, we thought, most of us, we were very excited. Or at least I was. It's amazing and wonderful that we have that social media. We have those applications. We can enjoy that. We can use it. We can communicate with one another so much easier, so much better. Maybe not quality, but at least it's the access is right there and it's so easy to to communicate, so easy to find new friends. It's so easy to find access to better or even more information all around the world on the local level, on the national level, international level. The world was there for grabs right there everyone, everything, as long as you were connected to social media, you had access to it. And so fast. Before, we had to wait hours, maybe sometimes even days, for the response or get the information, collect uh, the information to, to do the research. And right now, the access is so easy and so fast. So yes, obviously, the social media world was fantastic. The environment, social media environment, with all those platforms available nowadays, it's amazing. So those few years ago, we were very much excited. We welcomed social media platforms. We were introduced to even more and more year after year. There was something new. First was Facebook. And then you have another one. You have Twitter. You've got Snapchat. You've got Instagram. And you have all the environment available out there. And we felt great. With the access to all those platforms. With the access to millions upon millions of people, users. Right now, there's over 2 billion users on Facebook. You have millions upon millions users everywhere. And think about this. There are sev over 7 billion people in the world. And there are approximately, I don't know, 5 billion. No, there's like 5 billion mobile users. And there's like over 3 billion active social media users. 3.4 billion active social media users. This is according to smartinsight.com their their stats digital around the world in 2019 3.4 billion active social media users that means facebook instagram twitter snapchat whatsapp all of those all together in one and there's quite a few more social media platforms together as well so with so many people using social media you would think that's great it's like i mean so many Options, so many people all together, great. But then it also means that everybody, or most of us, is sharing something on social media. We are sharing good and bad, boring and very interesting. We are sharing information that not necessarily 
is true, but we don't even know that it's true or not. And about that, I, I uh, created a totally different episode on true versus fake information online, how to separate one from the other, how you can find a, that, that balance or that golden uh, solution. But here we are talking about the amount of information, the amount of everything that is happening around you on social media um, and on digital world. We are talking about the amount of technology and high-tech gadgets that are every five minutes populating the market. And we are losing it. Or some of us are losing it. We are not sure anymore what to do with all of that amount of information and high-tech gadgets. How can we find a balance? It's just so much going on, and we are in the middle of this without really coping skills. Because when you think about that, all of that happened not long time ago. All of that started not long time ago, which means that we didn't have a chance to learn how to find a balance and coping skills. The other day I was listening to Kim Commando on her show and she mentioned that there are uh, some businesses offering um, services uh, for customers to cope, to build a plan how to cope with over social media and technology overwhelming, I guess, feeling. And um, they're helping, the, providing those services, they're helping to build a plan how to cope with that. So how to stay offline longer and whatnot. Kim Commando mentioned that those services are running somewhere above $200 per session. And she mentioned that those services are mentioning something about 12 sessions minimum. And I'm thinking, so we approached the time that we need help from somebody else to learn again how to stay offline more than for five minutes. How to, how to stay away from social media technology. And when I was listening to Kim Commando when she was mentioning all of that, what, her, what she found on, online and those, those, those services she mentioned, I'm thinking, are we at this point that we need that external help? And maybe we are. You know what? Maybe we are. Maybe this is the time when we are so much overwhelmed with technology and social media and everything digital, that we need somebody else to help us, expert, specialist. Because what we did for the last 10 years, at least, we jumped headfirst into the virtual world, digital world, and we were absorbing like sponges everything there. Because it was so new. It was so new. It was so amazing. And to be honest, I consider online world amazing. It's scary at some point. I don't even want to think about the dark web and stuff like that. I don't know much about it, but it scares me. There are bad people online, obviously. It's the same like in the offline world. You've got bad and good people. 
but I prefer to look at the positive side of it. I'm thinking there's so much I can learn online from others. I can connect and communicate with so many people so much easier thanks to the digital and virtual world, thanks to social media. So when I'm thinking about that, the positive aspect of it, I also have to remember that at some point we jumped into that deep, into that deep water that right now we are trying actually to learn how to swim and that's the problem. Have you ever checked yourself how much time do you spend on average checking your mobile device, checking your mobile phone, checking your smartphone? How much time do you spend every day? That screen time, you can check it on your iPhone. Um, under settings, there is something called screen time, and you will see the list of applications you are checking and how much time you are, uh, how much time you are using on single app. For Android devices, I think there's app called Digital Wellbeing, and you can download it and check your your well-being, your screen time as well. And when I check mine, those are a few hours each day. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, most of that should be the productive side of it. So obviously, you know, I have no other choice. But when I get deeper into it, start checking actually app by app, how much time do I need or how much time am I spending on those apps? And what apps am I using throughout the day? I see that some of it is truly productive, something that I'm creating a content, something positive. It's absolutely, yes, good for me. I'm happy. That was a good job. Good job done. But then I'm checking some of the apps and I'm thinking, what was I doing there? And suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, it started with something productive, something good. But then suddenly I just, you know, that five seconds you just want to, oh, I will quickly check this. I will quickly check that. And then suddenly you ended up on Instagram scrolling through a feed, checking different pictures and videos, liking, commenting, and move on, move on. That's not productive. Well, it was not. I know it was not. So I'm wasting that time because at this point, I know I wasted that time. But then when I look at the overall number of hours that I spend, I'm thinking, whoa, that's a lot of time altogether throughout a day. And then it's throughout the week as well. So, yeah, in general picture, that's a lot of time that I feel I wasted. So I think probably I should start controlling that more. And then when I want to control it, I feel uncomfortable with it. And then I think, if I feel uncomfortable with stopping something that I know it's maybe not the best option for me, isn't that some sort of addiction? I don't know, but I know I should do something about it. And I was thinking about what can be done? How can I help myself? How can you help yourself, or at least a little bit, to control it better? And maybe in some cases, maybe in some cases, you should get the help from the expert. Because maybe you are at that point 
where you feel that you cannot control it by yourself, that you need that external help. And you know what? Don't be scared. Just go and ask for help. If you need that help, go and ask for help. Ask around. Ask people who can, uh, who might know someone who is an expert, a counselor. I'm not sure, but just go and look for help. Don't be by yourself with, with the problem. For me, what started to work, and I'm not there yet completely, Obviously, because it's the beginning of the journey, but something that actually worked for me are five, five tips that I'm trying to utilize on a daily basis. And the number one is the balance. Trying to find the balance that can help you to find that sweet spot between offline activities and online activities. And I understand everything depends on your job, if you are in front of the computer all the time and you have to be online all the time. Like many of us, really, it's harder to find a balance, but still, at least realize that you should find the balance. Do the assessment every evening. Make sure that, okay, how much time did I spend online? How much time did I spend doing something good offline. So you know, at least you are aware how much time you are spending and where. Then the offline activities, uh, that part of that balance, the offline activities, think about talking to someone offline. And, and me saying that even out loud right now, I feel uncomfortable right there. I am introvert. I try not to tell people that I am introvert, so I like to pretend. I will talk to people, but I'm forcing myself. Just thinking about going somewhere outside of my comfort zone, of my office, going outside of that off online world, going to the offline world and talking to people. And even worse than that, talking to strangers. That cost me a lot. I feel anxious, I feel uncomfortable, I feel stressed out, all I want to do is turn around, run back to my office, run back home, close the door, and stay online because it's easier. But I also understand that trying to get that one step out of my comfort zone just to be able to interact with other people offline might be good for me. Because this is that break that I'm taking from the online world. And even though I consider online world fantastic, amazing, and yes, yee, I think that I need to keep in mind that the balance is important. That the offline world gives me the break that I might need. But if you are not ready to talk to strangers or talk to anybody offline that much, how about even simple activity like going to the movies? I know, it's just ridiculous when you think about that. Oh, you're telling me to go to the movie theater? Come on. Well, think about this. You're going to the movie theater, and it would be nice of you not to use your mobile device at the movie theater because you won't, before you start watching the movie, you have all those ads, trailers, or whatever movies, and then there is that information, huge information, and please switch off, turn off all your mobile devices. 
Don't use your smartphone during the movie. Don't make phone calls. Don't text. Don't turn on the, the display because then it's interfere with other viewers. Is don't use your smartphone in general. Period. What does it do? It kind of forcing you really to not use your mobile device for at least few hours, for at least those two hours when you are at the movie theater. And I think that's great. If I cannot stop myself from checking my phone every five minutes, and I know I should sometimes let it go and stop checking my phone every five minutes, how about I go to the movies and then I feel that I am forced by that movie theater not to use my phone for two hours. And then I am into my into that movie that I'm watching. So I'm not going to check my phone because I'm not remembered that I want to check my phone because I'm watching the movie. So how about that? Try once a week, go to the movie theater, go to the theater, watch the play, go to the museum, do something that it's kind of forcing you not to use the mobile device for at least a few hours. Okay. There's nothing interesting in a movie theater. Let's move on to another tip, to another approach. Volunteering. On many occasions, I mention volunteering because I think, yay, volunteering means being part of something bigger than just yourself. It's providing support or help to somebody who actually might need that. That makes you to do two things. First, you are doing something good, so you are being kind to others, and second, you feel good that you are kind to others. So, yay, success, let's do it. So, anytime I have an opportunity to mention volunteering, I'm going to do it because I think do, do something even small. It's all about those small good deeds that we do that all together make something great. All right, whoo, that was high horse talk, all right. But volunteering, think about this. You go to whatever nonprofit organization and you become a volunteer. That means that for a specific limited time, you have to provide that volunteering work. You have to provide some whatever. But that also means that for that limited time, you are busy with specific activity which means you have limited time to be on your mobile device, on your smartphone, in front of a computer. Well, also depends on what volunteering work you are doing, because that might be in front of the computer. But you are doing specific activity. You are not just browsing online, checking something on social media, or just you know browsing for browsing. That means that you still are giving yourself a break. Where to volunteer? Look at the local organizations, nonprofit organizations. They always need someone to help. They always need more volunteers. Check your local city hall, check your fire department, police department, they need volunteers. Check animal shelters. There are many organizations. There are, I don't know, AARP for seniors. Look around. Check. Check out your local community 
ask around. There's always, always a place where you can volunteer, do something good, and at the same time, get a little break from social media, get a little break from just browsing something online. As I said, local organizations, you can find volunteering opportunities at your local church. So there are so many options available. Just look around, ask around, check it. Okay, you say volunteering is not for you. All right, let's move on to another tip. How about be more selective? <gasps> that one is scary too. Be more selective, which means you have to be more aware what you're doing online. I noticed that what is helping me, not always, but sometimes, what is helping me to, more, to be more selective is setting up, setting up an alarm. Every hour, I will have alarm kicking in, so I know one hour, or sometimes it's 45 minutes, or one hour, is the time I have to assess what I'm doing. And then, it's for me, it's like a wake-up call. If I was doing something productive, if I was working on a project, and that hour alarm kicks in, okay, I, I get it. It's one hour. I'm working one hour on a project. I need to work some more. I will set up alarm for another hour. But if that alarm kicks in after one hour, and I see that I'm looking at Instagram stories of, I don't know, small chihuahua puppies... Well, chihuahuas are small, so it's like, okay. I'm looking at the chihuahua puppies. I know this is not productive in my case, and I should, I should stop doing it and get back to whatever I, was, I should and I need to work on. So I have that alarm set up just as a reminder. Hey, 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 wake up, double check what you're doing. You, if you are doing something that you should be doing, keep going, it's all good, or, whoa, I'm like five pages, five websites further down the road on a topic that I shouldn't even pay attention to because I'm supposed to do something different, then I know, okay, let me get back to what I should do. So, simple thing, be selective, pick and choose what you should do. For me, that alarm, setting up the alarm works. Uh, but also be selective. Just decide that that day you are going to do those specific activities online. You are going to check your social media for uh, 20 minutes. Perfect. But remember, that's 20 minutes or an hour for social media. Now let's move on to something different. You have to answer to several, reply to several emails. Perfect. Reply to those several emails. emails. But be aware what you're doing. It's so easy. I'm not sure if you notice that, but for me, I noticed that it's so easy to move from whatever I was doing, what I planned to do, move so easily to, you know, uh, sidetrack to a different topic. And then suddenly I'm like, whoa, so far away, checking gazillions, gazillions, not a number, different YouTube movies, for example, videos, YouTube videos. And I know I shouldn't do that because I was, I was planning to do something different. I was in the middle, actually, of doing something different. Okay. 
you don't want to set alarm. You don't want to do that. Let's jump to another tip. It's okay to say no. Sometimes people are suggesting, recommending, you have to try this application. You have to try this. You have to test this new device. You have to install this because that is going to change your life. Well, it may or may not change your life. It could change life for somebody else and experience, but not necessarily for you. You have to make sure that it's going to be a huge, good, positive change for you. It's okay to say no and, and not feel bad that you said no. Again, when I think about it, I think it's, it's really difficult sometimes to say, okay, I'm not going to, to, to tell myself I'm not going to test that application. I'm not going to get that new high-tech gadget because there's no need that I, I should have it. Maybe it's good for somebody else. Great, good for you. Perfect, two thumbs up. But not necessarily it's good for me. And just because somebody else is using that, there's no, no need for me to do that as well. Unless... I should do that because there are several different factors that are just showing that, oh, wow, it's going to change my life for so much better. But if I'm not sure of, or I see that, no, it's not really going to change the quality of my life that much, there's no need for me to spend time and money and efforts to learn about the new device or learn about the new application or learn about the new platform, there's no need. And still at the end of the day, I should feel okay saying no. And now it's time for the last tip on my list. And unfortunately, I think that sometimes it's kind of very difficult tip. It's try, at least try to turn off notifications on your mobile phone. Yes, I said that. I said that out loud. Turn off notification. Quite often, when you are checking YouTube videos, you watch those videos and you see people mm, asking you to subscribe to YouTube videos, but also they're asking you to tap on the bell, which means you will get notifications a notification every time that YouTube creator is publishing a new, a new YouTube video. So it's like the reminder, hey, hey, such and such just published a new YouTube video. You have notifications on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You have notifications connected to your emails, connected to your reminders, to your calendar. You have notifications connected to your uh, fitness application, food-related application, any application that exists out there, or at least most of them, they have that notification feature available. And I'm saying here, narrow that down. Limit those notifications. Turn them off, or at least turn most of them off. If there are applications that are very important to you, that you need to be up to date with whatever those applications are doing, because it's health related, because if 
I don't know. It's important to you for some reason. Keep the notifications on in those cases. But any other application that you are using, turn those notifications off. Unfortunately, in many cases, by default, those notifications are set to on. So they will kick in and you will have that ding ding on your phone saying, hey, hey, there was a new post on Facebook. There was a new private message on Instagram. There is something new on Snapchat. There is new YouTube video. There is this new, did you put some information about your breakfast to your fitness application? So there are so many options, but it's quite often set by default to on. So the notifications are on, but you can go to your smartphone settings and you can turn off or customize those notifications. So there's no need that you need all of those applications to have notifications on. Because what does it mean? It means that at some point, every few minutes, every 10, 15 minutes, you have a ding ding alert on your phone saying, hey, there is a new uh, notification waiting for you to check. And what you are doing, you're picking up the phone, you are checking because there was that sound alert, you are checking what is that about. So you are wasting your time to check that. And again, if this is application that it's important to you, absolutely keep those notification on. But the question is, let's say you have 20, 50, 100 applications on your phone. Do you, do you need every single application to have notification feature on? I'm not sure about this. So maybe it's good to go to the settings of your smartphone and change those settings, those notifications, alerts, just change it, turn off, or customize to your needs. But then you don't need to get all those notifications going on throughout the day. Turning off notifications worked for me, but I have to admit that for the first week or two or even more, it was hard because I was checking my phone even without hearing any ding, ding, ding alerts on the phone just to, hey, is there any notification waiting for me? Probably something totally important. No, not really. There are things I was in charge when I'm going to check those things, when I'm going to check those updates. And throughout the day, I was checking those and I'm still checking those updates, but I am more in control when I'm checking those updates and no, those notifications, and not that every five minutes there is a new notification alert on my phone and I'm just looking at the phone right away. No, I don't have to. Those are those five tips that I'm using. Sometimes I'm winning, sometimes I'm losing with those tips. Sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not. But still, I feel that I'm a little bit more in control. And here is the question of the day. What works for you? How do you control your social media and online activities to not to feel overwhelmed with social media and online world and the technology world? What do you do? What works for you? And as always, it would be really awesome if you could share that with me on Twitter. And my Twitter account is at Claudia Jurowitz. I will leave the link to it in the description to this episode. That's all for today. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Claudia Jurowitz or on website. It's groovytakeon.com.
Thank you so much. And mom, thank you for checking. <laughs>